0: We're just living the scrunchy life. So's Molly. I we are. We are. We didn't yes. even talk about this. We didn't, but we're twins all the way. Um I
1: think we're even wearing the same color. It yeah, it your totally looks like your point tail is higher it. than mine, so it's
0: easier to see. I have to like push mine around and then readjust it. It does look the same. But mine is from Japan.
1: Oh, okay world traveler. (laughs) I know. Mine's from probably an H&M or something terrible that does fast fashion and is destroying the world. So thanks. Thanks for um, calling me out.
0: Wait, but mine is actually a Pokemon branded scrunchie.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say like... (laughs) It's an authentic scrunchie. Like, scrunchie actually comes from Japan. That's why
0: it's a silly spelled word. That would word. be hilarious. That would be hilarious.
1: Anyways, what podcast is this? This is Sex with Ghosts. I'm Bridget. I'm Molly. And we're here to tell you about.
0: I don't know what the topic is. We are going to be talking about Holdafolk. The the but, okay, Holdafolk, which are the hidden people or elves of Iceland.
1: Oh, I thought maybe it was like Hordor's family. <laughs> hold the folks. Hold folks. Hold folks. We're talking.
0: So, Bridget, have you ever seen Eurovision? The movie
1: hell yeah that's that's why I added that to the list, but they didn't use the uh, they didn't use I don't think they used that term or if they sometimes they did talk in some sort of Icelandic language in that movie, but I definitely don't have the ear to isolate that phrase from the rest of the Icelandic
0: speech definitely I was going to rewatch it in in service of this podcast but I did not get time so that was unfortunate but I did think it was interesting because hold folk which is hidden people or elves but there also could be technically fairies dwarves trolls or any of the supernatural beings of Iceland what did you think of that movie I loved that movie and that's why I wanted to bring it up cuz I forgot to mention that on our New Year's Eve event when we spoke about what we enjoyed of the past year. That was actually one of my favorite movies of the past year. So, now uh you non-patreon folks get a sneak peek. Uh yeah, I agree. I think that came that movie came at
1: like the right time during Absolutely. the pandemic. Yep. Agreed. Uh, yeah. Agreed. That was like, I meant, I think I'm near the end. And then this dumb comedy comes on TV and you're like, no. Okay. Life. There's good things about life. Maybe.
0: It's true. I, I totally agreed. You know what other one that I didn't mention, which isn't related, but I just wanted to bring it up because I thought it was interesting. and I want to know what you think of it. It was that end of the world movie palm springs
1: oh that was, that was good too
0: yeah i really enjoyed that one as well it was also a very good pandemic movie because it was like life sucks but also sometimes it's okay all right hold the folk hold the folk or hidden people or elves hold the folk obviously translates to hidden people they're also somewhat known as elves interchangeably So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about what Holdafogar and their history. We're going to play a game, which is a really random game. Then we're going to talk about the current day situations with the Icelandic elves. And we will end with connections. So I'm going to warn Bridget, don't mention all of your connections right away, because I'm going to ask you about them at the end. Like to other episodes? Yes, because okay. there are a lot. And I do apologize to the listener if it's a little too close to both Krampus and, well, pretty much all of our topics are very similar. But I mean, in- they yes. kind of
1: all exist in this pagan world of yes, mysticism, So, which I think is more interesting than the Christian stuff, which I'm sure... There will come a time where we'll go for absolutely. These people.
0: <laughs> so, for the beginning, Alfar, which means elves, in 19th-century Icelandic folklore, and some consider the term synonymous, except for that Alfar is a pejorative term. So, the origins of the word perhaps originated from the idea that. People were wary to say all far, so they came up with a different term for holdafolk. Okay. A 2006 survey found that 54% of respondents didn't distinguish between elves and hidden people, 20% did, and 26% said they weren't sure because, as I was saying before, holdafolk can be also dwarves or fairies besides elves. So that is a study that was
1: just isolated to Icelandic people?
0: Yes. Uh, There has been a number of newspaper articles about the Icelandic elves. Because they're real. And it's just like a classic newspaper story, apparently, of feel-good cultural story? I have no A idea. A puff piece? Yeah, I think that's the word. Puff yeah, piece. People
1: get tired of hearing about uh, drones in Afghanistan. You're gonna have to mix it up sometimes with elves in
0: Iceland. I uh, I agree. Hold <laughs> folk or elves have Icelandic origins as we know, but they also have ties to the Faroese which are the people from the Faroe Islands. And do you know anything about the Faroe Islands?
1: So I listen to food podcasts. And if I recall, I did listen to a food podcast that talked about how there's really no food there. I think it's an island where it's mostly rock. So the food culture there and the native food culture is very interesting because you have to be very creative and so there is kind of an upswing a bizarre like upswing of cultural food things happening there that's native but it's from like what we in the western world would consider like bizarre if that makes sense like poor but they've made it elegant and sophisticated
0: that sounds really interesting i can totally believe it i did not read anything about the food but <laughs> the i mean that's my connection to that <laughs> now i totally understand that uh the faroese are a northwestern european ethnic group uh faroese is also a language from the people of the Faroe Islands and the people of the Faroe Islands are a mixture of Norse and Gaelic histories. But the interesting thing that I read from, the interesting thing that I read from Wikipedia was that Y chromosomes tracing male descent are 87% Scandinavian, but mitochondrial DNA tracing female descent is 84%. 84 percent celtic for whatever reason wait specific to that region yes of Faroe islanders
1: whoa holy cow so what so scandinavians came in and they're like we're gonna fuck you to these celts and so that means that has to mean there was like a genocide of celtic men
0: no, I don't think that's what it is. I think it just has to do with the combination of DNA. That's my reading of it. I could be wrong. Because I really do. I do. Uh, it seems like it would be a little little crazy. But it- Well, that
1: makes sense. Well, this is why that makes sense. Not necessarily a genocide. But uh, I'm going to say the R word. So trigger warning to anyone. But rape happened is because um, that made you a citizen of the new culture. So it would make sense that most Y chromosomes or people carrying a Celtic Y chromosome would either be murdered or imprisoned, basically not allowed to reproduce in that region because you have these men coming in, to make the women submit, but the reason it carries in the X chromosome is because they're raping women, and women have the X chromosomes.
0: Wow, does that, that make is, sense?
1: And men carry the Y chromosomes.
0: It, yeah, no, it makes sense to me. I, I think that that is something I need to read more about, though.
1: <laughs> I mean, uh,
0: it's it's kind of
1: essentially what you're. I think most of us have been taught if you if you've looked into that culture is that there was a lot of raping and pillaging but the the DNA effect I guess I never really thought about it but now that you've put it in sort of like um, statistical terms it's like oh that actually makes sense because yeah, the only way for women to have a Y chromosome means that the man gave it to
0: her and that man would be Scandinavian that is so crazy because when I and when I when you first said that I was like no that doesn't make sense because wouldn't it be that it's so because I was thinking it was more of a combination because I haven't taken biology in many many years but what you're saying makes a lot of sense just to clarify the first known settlers were Gaelic hermits and monks who arrived in the sixth century. Hermits and monks—I don't know—and then the ninth century onwards, the Norse, the Norse Gales came and brought Norse culture. But at this time, there's not a lot of records. Obviously, there is a Icelandic saga that you can read and kind of gather information but but that that's not going to be history and uh i guess that's it that was a nice uh tangent about the fairies <laughs> so fairies we got a lot of mixing of northern europe in there yes exactly um but hold the folk what are they they are supernatural beings they live in nature they look and behave similar to humans. They live in a parallel world, and their dwellings are in mounds. So it's just like the basic structure of a hold of folk
1: So are they like dirt mounds or like hill mounds? What kind of mounds are we talking? Are we talking almond joys?
0: They are rock mounds most of the time because the Icelandic landscape is very harsh. So it is very, there's lots of lava fields, lots of rocky areas. So it is traditionally kind of a rock as, as far as I understand, if you're Icelandic and you disagree, please let me know. (laughs) A physical description of Huldfolk are that they are large in build. I don't believe that means they are like as tall as humans, but just more like a, I I imagine, dwarf size. Stocky? Yes, yes. Their clothes are all gray, their hair is black, and they can make themselves visible or invisible at will. So they're goths. That does sound familiar. Yes, yes. (laughs) Oh, I'll go with that. The original goths. So that was kind of the outline of a Huldefolk, but the history uh, dates back to the Christianization of Iceland in the 11th century. As all of our stories originate, Huldefolk have been uh, explained as Eve's dirty, unwashed children because she lied about them being her children. And God responded, what man hides from God? God will hide from man. Wait, who did Eve
1: bone to have hidden children?
0: I did not read that part, but couldn't technically it just be Adam and it would just be unwashed children? I don't know. I'm not really sure. I mean, uh, um,
1: not to go down a rabbit hole, but we know about Lilith. Lilith was supposed to be Adam's partner and then she ended up boning the devil and created demons so it's interesting that Eve also may have some uh, dirty secrets because I feel like if they were Adam's children you know Adam mm-hmm. is the I, and correct me if I'm wrong but the epitome of machismo man <laughs> there's no way he would let his children be treated that way
0: Well, yeah, I mean, that's a good question. It's a good question. There is also the theory that it is Lilith Origins, the Holy Folk. But the third theory is that it is just fallen angels who are uh, trapped between heaven and hell.
1: That's interesting, too, um, because I don't know if it's necessarily Christian Bible but biblical in the sense of uh, it's definitely an old religion that when Satan uh, and God separated, God kind of did this like anyone who wants to join Satan is out and then the door is shut. And so there is like a, a weird theological idea that there are these sort of Trapped angelic figures between the two worlds.
0: And I thought that was kind of interesting in terms of the parallel universes as well, because it would be very similar to being trapped between parallel universes.
1: Do they also suffer from the Mandela effect?
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
1: I'm just here to break
0: people's brains. So some of the more uh, negative parts of the history was that the Christianization of Iceland brought in an opposition to dancing in the 12th century. And there was a, for whatever reason, there was an association between dancing and elves in the 15th century so there are folk tales out there that go there is big bad sheriff who bans dancing and then elves come in they side with the common people they overthrow the sheriff who is banned dancing and then they dance it's very beautiful (laughs) it sounds like a pixar movie (laughs) it does it's actually exactly like that um oh my god Uh, Screenplay, screenplay alert. Influences of Folk are said to be perhaps 13th and 14th century books from Europe that were coming in at the time. The growth of believing in Holdafolk began uh, or really accelerated during the 17th and 18th centuries which were very tough times for Iceland. And as we were talking about, I think we were talking about four, but I shouldn't say that that way. Icelandic Icelandic landscapes are unpredictable and cruel with the volcanoes, the earthquakes, the avalanches. And so some people believe that perhaps, you know, people were trying to come up with reasons for, the misfortune that perhaps they suffered. So that might be one reason why you would believe in the existence of hold the fuck. Sometimes
1: I think that I sound like it. we're not giving humans credit. But then like the other night I had this dream about aliens and woke up convinced that aliens were probably in my living room. Whoa. And because I looked around the bedroom and I was like, they're not in here. But that dream was like so bizarre and so vivid that they could be in the living room. Ooh. <laughs> so I just like laid there sort of like petrified and also had to pee. It was like the most terrifying combination of feelings. And in that moment, you start to think that's why people believe in. Anything that you feel like you're like, I can't relate to?
0: (laughs) Yes, I have been thinking about what you said last two weeks ago about the QAnon and the visceral thing where, yeah, it does make sense that if you're really emotionally pulled by something that's said that your your emotions are going to kind of go haywire. So it does make sense. Sorry, that was a random tie-in. <laughs> Unrelated. It's okay. But also it's okay. the the idea that the also because the Icelandic landscape is so much a part of Iceland and the whole folk are so tied to nature, just that combination I think really plays into that as well that Icelandic people as we'll see later on are very concerned with nature. And I believe that that has a tie between the hold of folk also being very concerned with nature.
1: I mean, 100%, like these are people who live on top of rocks without TVs, without plumbing, probably. I mean, some of them are literate, I guess, if there's monks. But like, overall, it's just like, what do you do all day? you're probably looking at rocks all day and those rocks become your family. They become your work. They become all the things that we distract ourselves with now. They just have these rocks. (laughs) So it makes sense. You would also like see probably subtle things that you and I could never see now because we live in a modern world with copious amounts of technology.
0: I think that makes a lot of sense. In connection with technology, I have stolen this game from the website www.sporkle.com. This particular quiz comes from Sparkle user Druxnar just wanted to give him a little bit of credit because it's a very fun quiz. It is quiz time. It is quiz time. So I just, I, I, I found this one and I had to ask you. Can you correctly answer each question by either choosing Ireland or Iceland? Probably not, but I'm here to try. I know. I don't think I can either. I haven't taken this quiz, but I do see the could be questions. So, which country drives on the left side of the road? Wait, is there ever a both? I don't think so.
1: Okay. I'm going to say Ireland because Matthew Broderick killed someone on the road. And I think he might have been drunk driving. But I think the other part was the left side of the road. Plus, when I went to Ireland, I got car sick a lot because... I get car sick a lot anyways, but then being on the left side of the road on top of it really fucked with me. So I'm going to Ireland.
0: That is correct. Like their neighbors in the UK, Irish drivers use the left side, which was first declared a republic. This one's a little harder. Or not. I don't know.
1: Um. Oh, boy. So this is harder, because I don't think I've ever heard um, Iceland struggle with being a republic or not.
0: Right, right.
1: But I've also never heard anyone say Iceland is a republic. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I'm leaning towards Ireland, knowing that that could definitely be wrong
0: though the irish free state was founded in 1922 ireland wasn't a republic until the republic of ireland act was enacted in 1949 so apparently iceland was founded before that
1: yeah that's a trick question
0: it is which has a greater population ireland i would agree with that question yes although it is smaller in size ireland's fourth Million five hundred and ninety-three one hundred people far exceed Iceland's three hundred twenty-one thousand. That's because
1: Ireland loves to fuck. Ah. And if you live in Iceland, you gotta get the fuck out of Iceland. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> Who won more medals at the two thousand ten Olympics? This is a total, yes.
1: Um, I'm just gonna say Iceland.
0: I think that seems more... no oh, nay. Sadly, Iceland left London without any medals. Oh, so sad. Who produces the children's television show, Lazy Town?
1: I feel like the answers keep being Ireland, except for that Republic question. So I'm going to go back to Iceland.
0: Uh, yes. Icelandic show promotes a healthy lifestyle, encouraging the young viewers to dance and exercise along with the characters.
1: I just heard that... <laughs> Somewhere in Northern Europe, like Norway, maybe it's Iceland. I don't think it's Iceland, though. They just came up with a Mr. Penis show. Oh, no. And it's a show that's supposed to teach kids how to, like, respect their body parts. Okay, well, that's fair. But because it is about a guy with a, like, giant schlong, it it definitely is, like, not appropriate.
0: Yeah, it might be the uh the, taken a step too far of the idea that adults making children's shows put in little humors for for their adult friends. Maybe maybe a step too far though.
1: Yeah, I think that's I'm open for teaching kids about what their body parts are and what they do. But it's a whole other level when adults who know The dark side of those body parts. Yes. yes. I start making it in
0: some sort of satirical learning device. Uh, Who celebrates its national day on June 17th? Boy, I feel like I
1: should know when Ireland does. And I know around that time, Ireland celebrates something. I'm going to say Ireland (laughs)
0: That would be my guess too. Oh, uh, no. Wait. Okay. Well, apparently, this quiz says Ireland celebrates St. Patrick's Day, La Fiel Padrag, to showcase its cultural and natural. I don't believe that. But anyway, they think that they celebrate their national pride on the 17th of March
1: oh i don't think that's true
0: i feel like i don't think that's true either when you talk to irish people about st patrick's day
1: they're like shut the fuck up
0: that's what i thought too (laughs) that's what i thought too so that might be incorrect yeah Uh, (laughs) sparkle.com sparkle (laughs) my dick it's just fun okay (laughs) this is a dumb question i apologize for including dumb questions which country has more nobel laureates You don't
1: have to apologize. You just
0: picked a quiz and (laughs) we're going with it. Um,
1: I mean, say Ireland.
0: Mm, Okay, let's see. Yes, Ireland has nine altogether four for literature, four for peace, and one for physics.
1: Say, I've never heard anyone say, you know, that guy from Iceland? (laughs) No one does. No one does. We all should because there really aren't that many.
0: But to be fair, yes, I think the number of population probably contributes to that as well. Which country is a member state of NATO? Oh. No.
1: Ireland just got their member state of the United Nations because of Brexit. So I guess if I was going down that line, I would just say, well, fuck. This is a trick question. Because Iceland would already be independent.
0: Well, yes, but this is the North American Trade Organization. NATO. NATO, not... uh, I I think you're talking about... I think you're thinking about something else.
1: Well, I just mean, who is our... None of these
0: things make sense, first off. North Atlantic Treaty Organization... Apologies. I guess Ireland. Oh, no. While not an official member, Ireland is part of NATO's partren- Partnership for Peace program. We'll talk about NATO a little later as well. But Iceland
1: I, then isn't a member either, or are I, they?
0: I think they are. I think that's Oh, what, I was yeah. going to go
1: Iceland oh, because oh. of that. Right, okay. That and then, and yeah. then I was confused. Sorry, I thought you were like sorry. leading no, me problem. away. And then I, I was like, well, shit.
0: I apologize. I probably screwed that up. Which country has a higher elevation point? Uh, I'm going to say Iceland. Yes. Um, at 1,041 meters, Ireland's Koran Tua tall is only about half as tall as Iceland's highest point. Which country does not have a standing army? Kind of
1: back to the United Nations question. Only because what I'm saying with all this, that reference, is that originally it was all connected to the United Kingdom. And so if we're just now joining the United Nations and just now kind of becoming an independent member of NATO, then I would guess you wouldn't have your own standing army. Does that make sense? I... Like, it seems like you're kind of neutered Um, Because you're kind of a colony in some aspects.
0: But um, just to give... But
1: then Iceland, I've never heard of Iceland going to war. Right,
0: right. That's the thing. So in coming up, you will hear about how the only reason... uh, Well, the answer is that Iceland doesn't have a, a standing army because... Um, they will be host to nato forces in the future so we will see that then which country has been nominated for best foreign language film at the oscars oh yikes i want to say ireland
1: i've definitely heard of irish films that are like
0: yes okay so this is this is interesting because it says uh it is Iceland because most Irish films are produced in English. Making oh, films geez, ineligible. Really? Yep. It's true. That's
1: what makes you ineligible for a foreign film?
0: Apparently.
1: Did you hear about that recent conspiracy?
0: Uh-oh, no. Or not
1: conspiracy, but scandal. Well, maybe it is conspiracy. But um, there was a movie made in the States. I... Shit. I want... See, now this is where I'm fucking a white woman. (laughs) I want to say it's mostly in Korean, but it might be mostly in Chinese or Japanese. You know what I mean? It could be any Asian country. It's mostly Asian film an Asian language but it's about an immigrant family in the states mm. and because it was made and produced in the states and there is some English it's technically a domestic film so when they entered it into the Academy Award process oh. somebody down the line of the bureaucratic nonsense that we subject ourselves to in our art and cultures placed it as like a best foreign film nomination and like Twitter lost its mind because it was like no, this is a movie made and produced in the United States. Like, sure, there's a lot of, like, Asian dialect happening, but the story is centralized about being an immigrant Uh, in America. It's kind of wild. Kind of wild how, like, like, we talk about being woke or, like, being culturally aware, and there are some things I think we do blow out of the water of like like all those actors who apologized for doing voices of of non non-relating race characters so like white, white actors essentially playing non-white characters and it's like that's not what people want like great cool you apologize whatever how about you also just start hiring people of color like Sure. Like that's not on the actor. That's on the casting. That's on the directors. It's on people who create these projects. <laughs> like,
0: that's what is being asked of. It's interesting. Um, and let's go with the last question because some of these are extremely obvious. Oh, good. Um,
1: Keeping it tough. Thanks.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> including is the birthplace of uh, mul- multiple Grammy nominee Bjork. I think, I think Wait, we know that. Are you one. saying she's not Irish? <laughs> also, the primary setting of the 1996 book, Angela's Ashes. I hope we all know that. Do we know people,
1: that? Do people even know still? Like, I feel like Gen Z has no idea what Angela's Ashes you're is. You're
0: probably right. It was more of a.
1: Or the cultural
0: significance, yes. because,
1: like, back in. The- can I say that, like, Angela's Ashes was, like, for Irish boomer moms?
0: Yeah. And, well, and their children, because. Yeah. Because then they're like, Have yeah. you read this book? <laughs> yeah. Did you hear this story? That's what
1: your great grandma went through. And you're like, She's dead. Cool. Yeah. Cool and- story.
0: My mother was always really good about that because although she is Korean, she always tried to make sure that we also were connected to our Irish heritage as well, so.
1: Yeah, I remember you saying that about your mom, and <laughs> I think that's just, like, like good for her, but, like, super wild and super, like
0: above and beyond oh yeah she really did because like your
1: dad and if i'm out of place or whatever but like your dad's not that connected to his cultural
0: upbringing is he he's not but he does have family members that are so i think that when my mother would be like at family events on my father's side she'd kind of pick it up and then it's like You're a like, way
1: to connect. Like, yeah. oh yeah, we <laughs> all went to Mass. Right, We all exactly. watched Angela's Ashes and talked about the cultural significance of priests touching children.
0: Oh. That's what that was about, right? All right, let's get back to hold the folk. Hidden people. Current day, Icelandic holidays include hidden folk. Christmas, food is set out for them instead of... Santa Claus.
1: Wait, so is that the origin of the elves?
0: It's, eh, I don't know, but it, it sounds like it's kind of a back and forth kind of thing. The Icelanders got it from mainland Europe, and so it was kind of a pass back and forth kind yeah, of. Yeah, we got to include our elven folk. <laughs> they also... Are said to have wild parties on Christmas Eve. But just them. <laughs> no one else. Maybe then you can blame it on the elves. My house is a mess because the elves had a crazy party. I didn't drink a bottle of whiskey and multiple. Yeah, anyway. Maybe my don't...
1: sisters do Christmas
0: wine. Oh, there you go. No. That is a oh my gosh, Matthew also really loves Christmas wine uh. did his also start from being from a broken
1: home whose father left the house and left his wine behind, and Whoa. then his kids, after becoming of age, were like, this is the only thing our father gave
0: us. no, this is Christmas much, wine this is a much more uh nostalgic uh. This is something we should hold on to as a tradition, kind of thing. But I don't think it's like a from his childhood or anything. It's just more of a, a our community, the Keekleys. For whatever reason, we love Christmas wine. No idea why. Well, I think it it relates to some people. Which perhaps if you uh, tweet at me, you'll know. You'll you can find out the story. Anyway,
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I have friends who. Now that they're in their thirties are like, we're doing mold wine. Right. And I'm like, bitch, that's not a tradition. This is something <laughs> you started doing because you turned 30. Yeah. But like you and I, I know for sure, like in college, we knew yes. people who are like, We're going to a Christmas party. Oh, there's mold wine oh, in the crock pot. Did. And you're like, yes. What the fuck? Okay, well, if it's free.
0: Ah, uh, it is delicious though, as well. Um, yes, it is tasty, I'll give you that. And uh, back to our Chicago roots, going up to Andersonville, drinking mulled wine is always a good time. <laughs> yeah. Good old Andersonville. The second elf holiday is a summer solstice where hidden folk are said to seduce people who are randomly sitting at isolated crossroads the summer
1: solstice for them is an all-day event like the summer solstice in general is the longest day of the year and somewhere like iceland not only is it the longest day of the year but they have very little night time so like i imagine things get very weird <laughs> During the summer yeah, solstice,
0: I can imagine it. It does sound pretty crazy. Four times Iceland made major decisions based on elves. This is uh, all from an article by Nicholas Hines, written on four twenty six sixteen, published on four twenty six sixteen, updated 5-18. from the blog site. All oh, that's interesting. 1982, The it was in the middle of the Cold War, and U.S. troops and military presence had come to Iceland because it was close to the Russian border. As I mentioned previously, Iceland does not have a standing army, so I think that NATO and the United States kind of took that as a free liberty to set up shop there. Unfortunately, there was very high anti-war sentiment in Iceland. Perhaps related to the fact that they don't have a military. Well, One, one or the other, which came first, who knows. But there was also the idea that there was... Uh, A destruction of nature. And so, those who believed in the elves were very concerned about the elves. If
1: your choice is war or elves, I'm going elves. For people to be going to war now means either a country is mass genociding and really like doing something extremely bad, or it is a big boy game of money and resources
0: that's very true i think that that's an interesting uh definitely an interesting point but back to this situation in particular i believe and i i could be wrong but it does feel like it has a lot to do with the environment and i think feel like, and I could be wrong, and maybe you'll see kind of through these four incidences, but it seems like it's kind of environmental protesters like first like pop up, and then the people who believe in elves come after. And it's just like so related. I would say like if if you're one of those
1: protesters and then indigenous people or maybe not even necessarily indigenous but people are like i believe in elves and yeah, elves yeah. don't want war like you're on the same cause
0: that's yes that's very true I, it does feel it just feels like a, there's a lot of crossover there um there was a and there was a protest where uh rocks were thrown and there were broken windows but the elf believing protesters did end up leaving based on their own accord leaving the protest uh yes like they did not riot or whatever i don't know Ooh. i don't even know
1: what that means that's that's such a weird distinction that we're making even now like with the black lives matter protests it's like people getting upset about the loo- looting and rioting. But I went to many demonstrations over summer and no one was looting or rioting. And I could tell you the majority of the people who were at those demonstrations, that's not their cause. But even if that were their cause and they were looting, looting, looting and rioting, that... That should be fine, because when we're peaceful protesting, as we've seen again and again for the last several decades, it's only when public or private property gets destroyed does anyone
0: do anything. The second time that Iceland made major decisions based on the Elf was the Elf Hall or the Elf Hill. They were attempting to connect large cities of vogar with a Reykjavik and they try it, it is a town south of Reykjavik and they have tried twice they tried twice between 1930 and 1980 so it's been a long time coming during both of these instances the construction companies would show up and the workers would show up and then refuse to do the work. And these were workers who both believed in elves and who didn't believe in elves. In addition, there were the media who was trying to cover this, they claim that their cameras would stop working when they attempted to film the information.
1: That's wild because I don't want to be a naysayer to the elves. <laughs> but it could, all, like, I imagine uh, there's probably a lot of crazy happenings in that part of the world because of electromagnet- magnetism, And I'm saying that because uh, I recently learned about people were having mass hallucinations at this house and they were like, this house is haunted. And then they had a paranormal expert come in to see if it's haunted and like do video recordings and all this other stuff. And what they concluded was it's some sort of combination of limestone and water that causes people to have like specific hallucinations. And so it could be haunted, but likely it's more environmental. And those same environmental things have shown to affect things like filming and uh, radio waves. Sure. That sounds so too- kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, that sounds, I mean, that sounds a lot, very pretty similar to some of the Mandela effect reasonings, hypotheses. Are you making connections? I'm making connections. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, But that was not a connection that I had thought of before. So that was a new connection for me. Um, So both times they tried this. Uh, It gets slowed down because of protesters, because of workers. And then the funding dries up and they give up. So they stop working. Um, And then... Sometime in the 1980s, uh, the plans pop up again. And this time, it is specifically a full leveling of awful. Media attention grows. Support for the rock grows. And in the end, the Icelandic Road and Coastal Admission releases a statement about... Uh, so they cancel it and they say, it will not answer the question about whether the Icelandic Road and Coastal administ- Administration employees do or do not believe in elves or hidden people because opinion differs greatly and on this and it tends to be a rather personal matter. Um, issues have been settled by delaying construction projects so that elves can be moved on. Wait, so that the elves can move on? so that the elves can move on i'm not quite sure what that means but in the end what happens is the road is built around Alf hall it stays there there you go i'm sure
1: the elves have definitely moved on from that (laughs) give it give it to
0: the last. Uh... It's it's very interesting, and and perhaps this next story will kind of give us a little bit more perspective on this. Uh, in January twenty ten, Icelandic Parliament member Arnie Johnson is in a near death SUV accident when his car careens over a cliff. It. Oh wow. Yes, uh, his. Was he chanting O'Doyle oh, rules? I I do not know. But his his car is completely destroyed. But he is relatively unharmed. And he ends up near a 30-ton boulder. And Arnie attributes his life miracle to this boulder. Because it is a well-known elf home. And the publicist who came
1: up with that... Uh, found job security that day.
0: But he he puts his money where his mouth is. Three years later, a road is planned. And it is supposed to go over this 30-ton boulder. So Arnie calls up a specialist in elf affairs. Rag, Ragnhilder daughter. From Alpha gorun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what I would I practiced this earlier and I totally did it right. Now I'm like, Ugh. you know, man, that might be because of the drink. <laughs> uh, Molly's Black Tower, you know? Right no, that's not true. All right. Ragnhildr, Jon's daughter from Alpha in Hellisigur. <laughs> nope, I can't do it. Anyway, he calls up an elf specialist from a elf school. This is apparently a very common thing in Iceland. And the elf specialist comes, he decides, or she, I'm not quite sure that there has been three generations of elves living in this 30-ton boulder, but it would be okay if they move the boulder to an area where there is grass so the elves can keep sheep. Wait, how many generations? Three generations of elves. What's their lifespan?
1: I feel (laughs) like it's got to be older than... There's got to be more generations than that in a giant boulder? Hmm, I don't know. but I'm mean, be- not an elf expert, but also, the fact that an elf expert could determine the number of generations <laughs> kind of blowing my mind right uh, now.
0: I know. It, it is pretty uh, interesting, because I was thinking more that elves would live longer than humans, as, in, as we know from Lord of the Rings. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If we're going to go to the elf Bible here. <laughs> but... uh so three generations of elves, well, I mean, and also some elves are immortal. I don't even know what it means. Who knows? <laughs> no. But the window side of the boulder also must face the ocean. So those are the the qual- The
1: window side of a boulder?
0: Yes, yes.
1: So there is a window in this boulder. How do you know... Where the, is it an actual window?
0: Is it painted on? No, I would imagine it is just kind of a feeling that the elf, elf specialist gets. So because, it's like,
1: a, same same with the generations, you know, they yes. feel the generations and they feel the window.
0: I think that that's true. But also, in, in if we go back to um, Eurovision, you kind of can see some sort of like idea of where a door or window is in the rock. And and perhaps that's what they're talking about as well. But uh, Arnie Johnson does get the boulder removed and the road is built. They have never disclosed how much it costs to move the boulder. That's also
1: very wild because I feel like as a government You should probably be transparent about those sort
0: of things, especially if people are paying taxes. Definitely. But I do imagine that, I mean, that's just one reason why this is such a big, important issue in Iceland. And uh, the next So you're saying if
1: I'm in Iceland and I say the elves made me do it,
0: I'll have a higher success rate. I think that's true, but the, the idea that there are elf schools, I think that a whole group of experts would have to kind of agree that that makes sense in context of whatever they already know.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, we have Reiki in California. You have elves school in
0: Iceland. All right. There you go. Uh, They were also trying to build a road in 2009 through an uh, 8,000-year-old lava field.
1: definitely sounds doable. I don't see a problem here, Uh, elves or no elves.
0: Well, environmentalists did not like this at all. It was uh, very uh, protested. There was petitions signed. Unfortunately, they did not get through to the government. They did not. The government did not care about the environmental protesters. What? You're kidding me. Uh, This this lava field. I'm going to attempt it again. Galgarun, Galgarun. So, uh, environmental protesters don't work, but elf believers pop up. And they say the road is going through an elf church. And so they are not happy about that. Not the elf church. So they delay this. This is 2009 until 2015. When they move a 50 ton boulder. Which is 20 more tons than the last boulder. To another location. This satisfies the elf boulder believers however the road is still built so they kind of still screwed over the environmentalists and it seems like what about the
1: elven community that was first off attending that church where it was convenient for them Ooh. <laughs> and you're still going through elves i feel like everyone should still be upset about
0: this oh no no they were not uh, not in, unless you were an environmentalist, and then you're probably very sad about it.
1: I hope these elves are like getting paid by the government on some welfare
0: means here or something. Who who knows? Who knows? So that is it about the Hulda folk or the hidden folk or the Icelandic elves. But I did want to end with a connection segment because when I was researching this, I did feel like there were quite a few connections between this and all of our previous episodes.
1: The Deutsche Bank funded moving the elf church. Okay. Check. Check. (laughs) Several elves (laughs) were jumping from cliffs and they were like, is this suicide or is this some sort of extortion?
0: Part two I was just really... (laughs) I was really surprised that this also related to Catholicism and Irish heritage. Like, it just kind of blew my mind that we got back there, even though that was not at all my my reason. The
1: Irish are everywhere. The Irish are like rats. Are. And I'm saying that as an Irish person. They fuck and multiply, and then they just infest anywhere they want to be. And then they talk about how... They were slaves, and how sad their life is. But it's like at the end of the day, it's like you people are white people who speak English. Shut up.
0: Mm, that's <laughs> a good. That's how job. I feel about my people. There was also the uh, Catholicism tie, <sighs> the Lilith and Eve tie. You pointed out the did-
1: the Krampus,
0: the Christmas. Yes it did feel very similar to that as well uh, a lot of the art kind of looked similar as well to the krampus kind of style oh we should put some of that up mm-hmm the i well krampus and holidays and elves and holidays let's see oh, i just thought it was interesting about the parallel universes because it did feel like perhaps in eurovision that's kind of their explanation of the elves that it was a kind of parallel universe where people can kind of cross over at at will well it's kind of like an
1: underground thing so it's kind of like the lizard people Mm -hmm. yeah that's true um I'm, i'm trying to scan through really quick to see if i see any other connections Environment that's like Persephone, okay. All right, that's true. Uh,
0: I I feel like we could pretty much tie this to every single episode, except for maybe like Britney Spears, probably not related.
1: It's like the blue people living in some hillbilly world of hills,
0: (laughs) perhaps. Perhaps, I feel like that is uh, not. What we wanted to take out of that, but teach their own, was, yes. Uh, also, I think that was, yeah, that was just a fun episode. It was not too political, and uh, yeah, just kind of back to our roots. So, that was my episode on the Icelandic elves. Nice, so. Before we get into our plugs, do we want to talk about our upcoming promotion?
1: Yeah, guys, um, we're still still waiting for more to come in. Uh, we're doing a Valentine's Day thing where tell us how much you like us on Apple Podcasts and we'll read your reviews and we'll pick one and we'll send... Um, Or we might pick a few, depending on what we have coming in. But we'll send chocolates to participants of this thing we're doing. And part of the reason we're doing it is because we want to know that we're loved. And, uh, you know, my self-esteem is bad. But the other part is because it helps make us sort of known and helps, you know, grow this thing out, guys. Guys, we're all doing this together. Um. That being said, Molly, did you want to read a review?
0: I would love to. The title of the review is, What a Show! And the review is, What a Premise, What a Show, You'll Love It. This is from uh, my good friend Sam, who gave me a plug on his podcast the other day for Completing Taxes. Wait, is that the name of his podcast no, no 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 uh because i'm doing his personal taxes and he was uh giving he was telling people that i would uh you, you that you can get your taxes done by me if you're listening to this podcast you can get your taxes done by me just uh tweet at me molly mm9 sorry unrelated uh but back to what i was going to say i was going to mention that i believe that we should include craig in the running for this um contest we know
1: craig Craig because he aside from being someone molly personally knows is a patreon yes
0: yes but he came up with a much more clever uh clever tagline than we could ever come up with he tweeted at us he said, uh, roses are red, violets are blue. Win some candy with your review. Gah! Come on. Like, why didn't we think of that first? It's very good.
1: Oh, we could. Use that. I guess now we have to use that.
0: Well, yes. Uh, but thank you, Craig, because I thought that was very, very good.
1: Do you want to read his, his review of our podcast?
0: Uh, Yes. Oh, his his review of our podcast was very clever as well. Uh, the title is funny and informative, and it the review is laugh and learn, which I feel like is very us. So, um,
1: my my one of my favorites is the heading says excellent show. Okay, very simple, and it says at first I was super bummed out. It wasn't just some recording of someone having sex with a ghost. But the more I listened, the more I grew to getting sucked into the hilarity of the podcast. I'd listened to this during my free time, which I have little of. And that was time well spent. Ten out of ten recommend. I came here for the weird sex sounds, but left even more satisfied with the sounds of these ladies' voices giving me a good laugh.
0: So thank you everyone who's already
1: reviewed us, and I mean we still know we're gonna do obviously an episode
0: all about ghost sex sounds. It's true. It's true. Stay tuned. You know what? I will. I will put that on my docket for research because we really need to get that done. Um, I just wanted to also mention that if you update your review, it will repost with the new date, which is also very helpful. So please feel free to do that as well.
1: Oh, dang. I didn't know that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Molly, where can people find you? You can find me at MollyMM9. And I'm at Bridget underscore Suck it. I think both of our handles are available on Twitter and Instagram. And you can always find Sex with, at sex with Ghost at sexwithghost_ underscore. Or Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking of the email too, which feel free to email us your thoughts, concerns, feelings, um, topic ideas, whatever you want that maybe you don't feel comfortable putting on a public platform for whatever reason. Maybe it's our name, but you can email us sexwithghostpodcast at gmail.com. Anything else?
0: I think that's it for tonight. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks, bye.